Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life, so we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you and help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. So can you believe that we are six months into this year, already halfway through? That is crazy. And as we look back over the last six months, for some of us, it's been a great six months. For others, it's tough. It's like, I thought 2019 was supposed to be easier, and it hasn't gotten easier. Some of us have struggled with some illnesses, or maybe gone through a loss of a loved one, or maybe financial difficulties, or whatever. And Basically, life just happens, and it happens to us. But wouldn't it be nice, regardless of what is going on around us, that we would just have an unspeakable joy? I mean, that's what God wants for us. That's what the Bible talks about us. Wouldn't it be nice to just to be happy no matter what? And there really is a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness, anybody can be happy in a spurt. Right? You get a new car, you're, gonna, you're happy. You, you go to a party, you're going to be happy for a little while. You get a new house, you're going to be happy for a little while. But, but all that stuff wears out. True godly joy is there regardless of what you're going through. Now, obviously, if you're going through something super, super heavy, you're not going to be super, super happy. But there is something within you that God can give you that is a joy that is unspeakable. Now, this morning, I'm going to speak as if happiness and joy are the same thing, using those words uh, uh, together. But, but when I'm talking about happiness, I'm talking about godly happiness, the kind of happiness that lasts, the kind of happiness and joy that endures. And there's some things that we can do, if we're not careful, that will hinder that joy or happiness. And no, nobody wants to go through life just saying, I don't want to be happy. I forget it. The joy stuff is overrated. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Nobody does that. We all want joy, but there's some things that we can do that will help. First of all, own it. Own your own happiness. Take it away from certain things in your life. Take it away from people. Don't allow people to dictate your happiness. Do you do that? I mean, sometimes I do it. Sometimes I'm like, well, you know, if they're happy, then I'll be happy. And if I can make them happy, then I'll be happy. And, and sometimes we do this. I, I've done this before in, on family vacations, or maybe it is a, a big occasion. And I, and I want just everybody to enjoy each other and get along and be happy. And when they're not, then I'm not. And if I'm not careful, I'm just running around trying to make sure that, that everybody else is happy. And, and that's crazy. Because people can be great and it is inter they're integral to our life as far as fulfillment, but they can't be our so source of joy. So we got to own that. We also can't rely on stuff to make us happy. And we should know that by now. More stuff just means more responsibility, right? It, it just does. The weight of success is heavier than the weight of everyday trials. More money just means more problems. Rich people are not any happier. Have you ever noticed that? It, it, it's nice to have money, but, but wealthy people, I know, if, if, if anything, seem less happy than those with less. And it's just because just money is responsibility. And I, I, re I remember going through times in my life, seasons of life, my life, where I would go, okay, if I could just get an ATV, then I'd be happy. If I, man, I'm going to get a camper and an ATV, and then, then I'll be happy. And then if I could get a boat with a camper, then I would be happy. And then, and then I realized, guess what? All of that stuff is just more work. 
And the only time I really had fun with that stuff was when I was finally at the lake or when I was finally up in the mountains, but getting to the mountains or the lake and then cleaning up after the mountains and the lake took all the happiness away that I got while I was there. Have you ever noticed that? So we can't rely on stuff. Stuff can be fun, stuff can be great, but it's not gonna give us a lasting joy. And so we've gotta own that happiness. Philippians 4.11, love this verse, comes from a man who wrote the majority of the New Testament, who wrote this letter from prison, from prison. And he says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So, so Paul understood because he was a part of the Sanhedrin. So he was a part of the upper class. So he, at one time he had money, he had wealth, he had stuff. But in this point, when he's writing this letter, <clears throat> he didn't have anything anymore. He was in prison. And he says, I've learned how to live with both. And he speaks of joy. The Philippians, that, that particular letter is known as the, the letter of joy. And it's written from prison. Proverbs 30 says, first help me never to tell a lie. He's just praying. This guy's just praying. God, help me to never tell a lie. But second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, who is the Lord? And if I am too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. So what this guy's saying is, look, I, I would rather be right in the middle. It's safer for me because if I get too much, I'll forget about you, God. I'll, I'll rely on my stuff and not rely on you. And if I have too little, then I might sin against you and do something stupid. So keep me right in the middle. And that's a proverb. That's known as a, a wise teacher that, that taught those words. So own it. Nobody is responsible for your joy or your happiness, but you, you've got to take responsibility. And joy and happiness is a choice. Secondly, enjoy the journey, not the destination. <clears throat> celebrate all along the way. I am the worst at this. I'm horrible at this because my personality type is all about the project. It's all about getting the project done. It's all about getting from point A to point B and then and as quickly as I can, as efficiently as I can, and then probably not enjoying once I get to the destination. That, that's me, that's how I am. And this is never more evident than when Rebecca and I travel. So if we travel, we get to go on a trip together. She's great at it. She enjoys the process. She enjoys the trip. She, she reads books on airplanes and she just, just man, she just, she's just a better, she gets off of the airplane, she's a better person than when she got on. That's the way she is. I'm exactly the opposite. I don't like airports. I don't like lines. I always am thinking about the fact that they could sure be doing this more efficiently. <laughs> and I'm this right fighter. So if anybody like takes cuts in front of me in line, or it's like th that person, they're in front, the TSA, TSA lines, oh my gosh. Now I've tried to get way more efficient in those. So I'd like, I have like slip on shoes. So I, you know, I, I can do that really quickly. I make sure that I, you know, I don't carry stuff that I have to turn on and off. And so I can get through TSA really quickly, but all of that stuff just stresses me out. It's not fun. I don't have fun until I get there. Then I get there, then I can have fun. And that's basically kind of just the struggle that I have that I have to fight with. And she'll look at me, she'll go, Tim, 
enjoy the process. Tim, enjoy the process. And I'll be like, okay, okay, okay. okay. And, and eventually I'll, I'll, I'll start to enjoy the process. But, but one of the things that I've really been able to enjoy is the empty, empty nesting process. Yes, 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 yes. And I guess maybe it's because I've gotten to the destination of getting rid of my children. It's just like, whew. now here's the thing. I love my kids. I got great girls. I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them. But have you noticed that this time of year, this is the time of year when you get everybody graduations announcements, you start, this is the time of year, start getting wedding announcements because it's that time of year, you know, it's, it's springtime, all that stuff happens. So you get all these pictures excited about all these things, these reveal parties, all of that. Well, did you see the empty nester couple that posted their pictures on Facebook? Did you see that? But you show those, uh, this is what I want to do, okay? So this couple poses for pictures. Go ahead and go to the next one. Empty nesters, June 1st, 2019. <laughs> Our favorite kids. <laughs> yes, it's a party. So, you enjoy the process. You enjoy it. And, and Rebecca and I are enjoying being alone. It's wonderful. Now, we enjoyed our kids. We enjoyed the process of being with our kids and raising our kids. But there were times when raising our kids, we did not enjoy it. That's just the way it is. We had tough times. But if we can just make the choice to enjoy along the way. The Bible says, Ecclesiastes 9, 7 says, Seize life. Eat bread with gusto even if it's not gluten-free. <laughs> I added that. Drink wine with a robust heart. Oh yes, God takes pleasure in your pleasure. Do you realize that? God is happy when you're happy. He takes pleasure in your pleasure. Dress festively every morning. Don't skimp on colors and scarves. Relish life with the spouse you love each and every day of your pre uh, precarious life. Each day is God's gift. It's all you get in exchange for the hard work of staying alive. Make the most of each one. Whatever turns up, grab it and do it. And heartily, this is your last and only chance at it. For there's neither work to do nor thoughts to think in the company of the dead where you're most certainly headed. <laughs> right? Hey, we all got a destination. It's coming. We might as well enjoy life while we got it. Enjoy it every day because you, stuff's going to happen to where it's going to try to steal that joy. But we can make the choice to be happy in every situation. Here's the next one. Balance, work, and play. Balance, work, and play. You need both, but you need a balance of both. If you don't work, you can't play. If you don't play, you won't, you won't be worth anything at work. So there has to be a balance. And, and not only just any type of work or any type of play, but when, when you're working or if you're at work, you, to be fulfilled, you need to feel some type of significance in that work. If you're really gonna enjoy it, if you're really gonna love what you do, you need to feel significant. You need to feel like you're making a difference. You need to make sure that you feel like you're, you're making some type of progress in, in what you do. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes we have jobs that are not fulfilling. 
Sometimes we have jobs that don't make us feel that way. So it's our responsibility to do something along with that job that makes us feel that way. That's why serving the Lord, serving God in church is so important because a lot of times the most fulfilling thing that we get to do is what we get to do on Wednesday night in 4640 or what we get to do from the platform on a Sunday morning or what we get to do when we're filming a service or greeting people. I mean, if, if that is what will make you feel fulfilled, then make sure that you're doing something for God because ultimately there is no work that will be as fulfilling as what you can do for the Lord. So it needs to be significant. If you don't feel significant, make sure you find an area where you can feel significant. Your play needs to be fulfilling. Sometimes we go and we, we play and we do vacations and stuff and we do vacations with people we don't like and we do things that we don't enjoy. And we wonder why we come back from vacation and we're not any more fulfilled. It's because we're not playing in, in the way that we would want to play. When we're kids and we go and we play in the neighborhood, it's no fun to play what everybody else wants to play all the time as a kid. Every once in a while, you want to get to choose the game. It's the same when we get to be adults. We need to make sure that we're choosing things that fulfill us, that fill us up, that man make us, make us full of joy. Now, <clears throat> last summer, uh, our, uh, our student ministry took, uh, took the middle schoolers and high schoolers to Glenwood, uh, Glenwood Canyon Amusement Park. Have you, you've heard of that, right? Have you ever been there before? So, you know, I, I had to go to supervise. Because I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like rides or anything, whatever. Like I went to be a kid too, because I enjoy it. I like that. Well, there's this particular ride there that, in fact, we got video of it. This particular ride is crazy. Okay, like it, it shoots you out over the edge of a cliff over Glenwood Canyon. I, I really feel like this is what the devil's going to use to shoot sinners into hell. That's what it. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like. And when, when, you're, when you get on it, there's a camera there, but you don't realize that. Like you don't understand that you're being filmed. And so, you know, you do it and, and everything that you feel and experience, you can purchase uh, on a little thumb drive. <laughs> well, I purchased uh, Will and Joe's uh, experience on a thumb drive. And uh, would you like to see it? Is that what's, okay, okay. So this is Will and Joe on the hurler, hurler to hell. <laughs> Notice they're holding hands. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't <laughs> Freeze it right there. Now, I can't figure out in this picture who's enjoying it and who's afraid for their life. Okay, go ahead and run it. <laughs> so finally, you see Joe just kind of and decides I'm gonna enjoy the process. I'm gonna have fun. Will never decides that. <laughs> but we have to decide that when we're gonna play, we need to do something that we have fun. It's our life. 
We get to choose, right? We get to, if you really want to do something awesome, whether it's a trip or it's a vacation, then make some sacrifices to see it happen. And, and a lot of times you will look and you will, you will maybe envy what somebody else is doing or that you'll see them go on a trip. And, you know, Facebook and Instagram is always kind of famous for that now because it's like, oh, why don't I get to do that? Well, here's the thing. If we will sacrifice and we will do what those, those people were willing to do to get to do what they got to do, we'll get to do what they got to do and we'll be healthier for it. Play, enjoy this life that we have together. It is so awesome. I encourage and we encourage people uh, within our marriage ministry all the time. Make sure you're dating your spouse weekly. Make sure you're retreating quarterly somewhere, which means a, a quarterly retreat means that you're gonna go overnight somewhere. It, it can be overnight in town, but it's a retreat where you get away and then vacation annually. And we really recommend that you vacation with your spouse alone, no other family, Okay, it doesn't count if you invite your in-laws or, you know, friends. So you vacation alone, vacation alone annually, and then you vacation with your family, family annually. And sometimes those are staycations. I understand finances can be tough, but it is worth the investment. Number four, enjoy, enjoy your relationship with God. Man, just enjoy it. If your relationship with God is not enjoyable, then change it, fix it. He's your best friend. He's your comforter. He's your counselor. He is your help in every situa situation. And God is a fun God. God, you know God is a fun God if he allows somebody to have the creativity to create that ride and put a camera on it. You know he's fun. You know he has a sense of humor. And he wants to be included in every part of your day. So just have reminders throughout the day just to include him. God, I love you. Thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much that I get to enjoy my kids. Thank you so much that I get to enjoy this picnic or this baseball game or whatever it is. Include him in your life. Number five, enjoy your relationship with others. Proverbs 5.18 says, enjoy the wife you married as a young man, lovely as an angel, beautiful as a rose. Don't ever quit taking delight in her body. All right, God, I can do that, right? Never take her love for granted. She's the only one you get. Like the Lord gives you that as a gift. Enjoy your spouse. Enjoy them. Don't allow things to be so heavy all the time. Get out, take a break, get away from the TV, take a walk, take a, take, go to lunch, go on vacation. Enjoy the wife that God has given you. Enjoy your kids. I make those jo jokes all the time about empty nesting, but I love my kids and I would break my heart if I couldn't be close to them um, after they've moved out of the house. I mean, in, in, in seasons, I wanna be close to them. And so, uh, uh, but we do things together all the time. They come, to get, they come to our house at least once a week for dinner and we vacation together. In fact, I got just a few, few pictures. This is my uh, two daughters and then my son-in-law. And it's, it's, oh gosh so awesome because I, I didn't get a son, but I got, an, I got a son-in-law and he is like my son. And we do things together and I, I love him. I love him like my own. And I love this family. And I, I, I can't imagine not being able to, to do things with them, enjoy them. Go ahead and go to the next one. That was at Disney World. And then we did a cruise together for, for my daughter's wedding, which I paid for and I'm still paying for. <laughs> <laughs> but this was on an island that we went to and then go ahead into the next one. And we actually let other people come on this one with us. But uh, 
So, so just here's the thing, guys. Those are the things that you're going to remember in your life at the end of your life. Invest in them. Enjoy your wife. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy friends. That's the third part of it. There is no fruit in our lives without relationships. And uh, we've got to have good friends. We've got to have good relationships. We, got, we, we need that. Don't isolate yourself and, and, and allow yourself to go through this life alone. God didn't design you that way. And here's the thing. Some of us have a harder personality. It's just harder for us to make friends, but that doesn't mean we stop trying. I mean, if you are an introvert, it's, it's tough to put yourself out there, but other people won't necessarily put, necessarily put themselves out there. So you have to take that step. It's no fun to be alone. It's no fun to do life alone. So make sure that you're making friends along the way and doing your part. Number six, enjoy your relationship with yourself. Like yourself, enjoy your time alone. Choose to enjoy hobbies and activities and sports. If you don't like you, why would anyone else, right? Make that choice to enjoy your life and enjoy your relationship with you. Ecclesiastes 8.15 in the message says, so I'm all for just going ahead and having a good time. The best possible the only, earthly, uh, the only earthly good men and women can look forward to is to eat and drink well and have a good time. Compensation for the struggle for survival these few days God gives us on earth. Let's stand up. God, we love you and we praise you and thank you that you want us to have fun, that you want us to have joy. And I pray in Jesus' name right now, that you would bind up any evil spirits of this, in this room that are of abnormal grief. That you would bind up an evil spirit in here of heaviness or, or, or sorrow that, that Lord, that, that just should not be here. In Jesus' name, we pray that you would bind that, those evil spirits up and you would deliver us from those. You just cast those off of us, out of us, away from us in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would replace that void with joy, a joy unspeakable, that you would give us happiness, Lord. It doesn't make sense that when we get into a trial or something that's going wrong in our life, that, that you would give us this peace that passes all understanding, which you promised, but also, Lord, a joy that we can't understand. But help us, Lord, to make that choice. Give us the strength in that moment to go, God, I refuse to allow myself to go down this road, but instead I'm gonna go down the road to hope and to joy. Holy Spirit, I pray that you fill us to overflowing, that we would feel that joy right now, that we would leave this place changed and different and filled with you. We love you, we praise you, you're an awesome God. And I pray, Lord, also that we would remember just to do life with you, just to include you and on, on all the stuff. We always want to include you on the, on the rough stuff, God, all the heavy stuff. We forget to include you on the fun stuff. We'll have more fun if we include you. So remind us to do that. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a joyful week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. We love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. 
Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com and pick the giving option that works best for you. Help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message.